Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost eight years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here today with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. We enjoy mixing up a blend of coaching, storytelling, Ayurveda, yoga, guided relaxations, EFT tapping, and so much more. And today we're answering a listener question. I have listened to all of your podcasts and thoroughly enjoy them. I don't recall you doing one on anxiety related to life changes, like moving, getting a new job, getting married, or all of the above. Thanks so much for all of your wonderful support. I think this might be a good subject for young adults as well as others going through change that brings unintended anxiety. I thought that was an excellent question for us to talk about this week, Ananga. Welcome back. Lovely to be with you again. Hi, Shen. So one thing that is certain is that change is a part of life and it never ends. We're constantly going through changes. From the time we're born, we experience new friends, new teachers, new doctors, jobs, health issues, homes, cities, all kinds of things that come at us. And and today we're going to talk about how to navigate through several different transitions with ease and grace from going back to school or starting at a new school to starting a new career or job to moving to a new city. And basically what we'll be talking about is the four stages of transition and how you can support yourself through each stage, no matter what's coming up for you. Right now we're poised for going back to school time. Some kids are already back to school, but also In the fall time, a lot of people are starting new careers, new projects, new jobs. And then, of course, there's always moving, whether you're moving to a new home in the same city or moving to a brand new location. And I think, Ananga, you can talk about the the moving piece as you're in the throes of potentially moving your home. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, got some changes afoot in my life. And I think the way that you outline the stages of transition is just so helpful because very often we're going through change, but we may not realize that it has a process. And same with bereavement, it goes through stages and, and layers. And even just knowing that and knowing those stages, particularly if we're suffering from anxiety, it helps us know what to expect and helps us support ourselves. So let's talk about the four stages of transition and how you can support yourself through each one. To begin with, the first stage is discomfort. The second stage is introspection. The third is exploration. And the fourth is celebration. And while I 
don't like to tell you that stage one is uncomfortable. It is. It is for all of us, no matter whether you suffer with anxiety or not. When a change is coming on that you can feel, taste, and smell, but you might not even be sure what it is or what to do about it, this is that situation where the more you fight and try to get logical about the change, the longer you'll stay confused and uncomfortable. This is when we're feeling frightened, angry, uncertain. We might be more defensive and reactive than we normally are. We might even feel trapped. And during this stage of discomfort, it might be tough for you to trust yourself, your decisions, and your intuition. And you're likely to worry more than usual. So, what I recommend that you do during this first stage of transition is stay with your routines that work for you. Don't overcommit to others at home or at work. And allow yourself to go internal when you need to. Creating a nurturing daily habits list is is an important way to take care of yourself. You want to make these habits supportive and easy and fun. Create habits that nurture you without calling up your willpower. So items on my list would be, uh, I always bring up a bubble bath or (laughs) (laughs) inspirational reading. Yeah, I can't get enough of those bubble baths. Uh, Being out in nature, fresh cut flowers that I always have in my house somewhere or another. Being more playful, listening to music, moving my body with a, a gentle yoga practice making sure I'm eating really healthy food. And then uh, as, as Ananga and I've talked, writing in a gratitude journal so that you can really combat what's happening in that discomfort to reminding yourself of, oh, look at all of these beautiful experiences that I can have while I'm figuring this out. Do you have anything to add to the first stage, Ananga? I think it's really helpful the way you've outlined it, just to be able to explore that and allow yourself to be in that if you're going through change. So if I added anything, it would be allowing the discomfort. Discomfort is more comfortable when we don't resent it, when we don't fight it, we don't try and push through it and change it. If we can just allow and accept, okay, this is a big transition for me. This is a time of uncertainty and unease, and I will support myself as best I can through this time. I think that's such a big help and and makes the discomfort much reduced. I'd like to share a bark flower remedy that can really help with transition, and that's walnuts. We talk a lot about bark flower remedies. We talk a lot about rescue remedy. But beyond rescue remedy, there's a, a broad collection of flower essences that can really help with different emotional states and different stages of life. You can find them on Amazon or Nelson's website. And walnut is the one for supporting yourself through transition. It's really magical. You can use it for stages of life like puberty, menopause. It's really good to take it throughout those times, but also life transitions, moving home, moving into a new job, getting married, going to college. Walnut's the one to really help you ease the discomfort through transition. Thank you for sharing. Now that I have my new Bach Flower Remedy Kit, I've learned so much from you, Ananga, and and what to do and and how to use it. So thank you for bringing that forward. As important as it is to nurture yourself through your discomfort, going internal or introspection is key 
to healing and flowing through a graceful transition. So stage two is introspection. And this is where you may start to protect yourself from the pain you're feeling and withdraw from the world by going into a safe or private emotional space. This is where you might begin letting go in order to allow for the new change or transition to happen. The symptoms include becoming more contemplative, seeking, questioning. You might be more protective or emotional, and you might find yourself becoming more spiritual. At this point, it's likely that you're quiet, detached, and withdrawn. And that's okay. That's where you need to be at this point. And what you can do to support yourself is journaling. I totally recommend journaling at this stage. Sometimes reading can be helpful, uh, getting yourself into nature, preferably alone or with just one other person. This isn't a big time to be surrounded by a lot of people. Take a walk on the beach if you can. Take an invigorating swim. Uh, enjoy an evening around a warming campfire. Dig in your garden. All of these examples will allow you to heal from the first stage. And I know, Ananga, you have introspection down to a science. Are there, are there, <laughs> <laughs> you've done so well over the years of learning to be still and caring for yourself and, and the way that you do. Do you have anything to add to the introspection stage? I think just treasure it above all else. You know, it's like a chrysalis stage. And if we keep having to come out of that chrysalis, it doesn't form properly. And we're not able to do the internal work to move on to the better stage. I know for myself, if I don't have the opportunity for privacy and introspection, I can really suffer mentally. And if it goes on for too long, the people who live with me are going to suffer because I'm not the best version of myself unless I have peaceful time. And I think it's really important that we allow it and don't feel that we have to apologize for it. It's a personal ecology issue. Yeah, it is. It's really important to be allowed to be introspective, to not have to justify it, to not have to explain it, but to just be okay with taking yourself off, even if it's just to your bed and make a nest and curl up. Oh, yeah. And to drink grounding, supportive teas like chamomile, lemon balm, lavender, rose, teas that support your heart and just support you through this stage. It's completely natural and necessary. It's very, very necessary. And I think even just knowing that really helps you get through these times. Mm, thank you. And when you begin healing through this nurturing process, really addressing mind, body, and soul, then you're ready for the next stage, which is the exploration stage. And this is my favorite part of of the four stages, because this is when you're starting to feel like you have some direction. You have an inkling about your upcoming transition and what it's all about. And you're feeling ready to learn more and to give birth to this new change. This is when you're experiencing new energy and security. You're a bit more optimistic and confident, willing to experiment with new ideas. And you're eager to dream about new possibilities. So everything that felt so daunting before doesn't anymore. You're looking, at, you're looking for a new path and you're ready to commit to it. You're discovering whatever your vision is for the future. 
you can see how this applies to everything that we talked about earlier, whether it's moving to a new city, going to a new school, going back to school, starting college, getting married, whatever these uh, these changes are, you're you're ready for it because you've done the work that you need to do. And what to do during this stage of exploration. This is when you want to read and continue to journal. So read about new things, explore relationships, explore new connections, learn more about what interests you, uh, take a class, get some training, do something creative, allow yourself to experiment. And if moving to a new place, do your research, learn more about the area. And Ananga, you've been looking at some new places to, to move your home. And you've done that. You've gone and had lunch and walked about and checked out the area to give, give yourself a feel for the energy of the environment. Yeah, before even looking at homes, I still haven't got to the actual stage of looking at homes, but I've visited the area two or three times. First stop is a nice tea shop <laughs> with good Wi-Fi. Somewhere I feel I can go and write out our podcast notes and, and our courses, somewhere I can see myself working, feeling relaxed and comfortable places I can walk to clear my head found a nice river walk um, I found the supermarket that I like but just you know can I see myself before we go looking at a home and thinking okay now where is everything can I see myself in this area is this definitely the kind of area I want to be in before I commit what service can I do here what social connections am I going to have here is it fitting with with the direction I've chosen for my life definitely exploring and I think a really safe way to do it is in small steps. Yeah, I agree. You know, don't go looking at the whole thing in one day. That's why I went three times. Just take your time with it. And I'll be going many more times because there will be lots to, to sort out. So again, taking a lesson from nature, when you look at young animals, they leave base and they go out and explore a little bit and then they come back and they rest. And it's quite stressful for them. Mm -hmm. Little steps of exploration. I think, oh, I found this today and that, that's nice. And maybe come home and put that in your journal. I took a picture of the tea shop I liked because when it comes to packing up and moving and I'm going to be feeling a bit strung out, I will look back through my little journal I keep and think, oh yeah, that's going to be such a nice place to meet with friends and do some writing. And uh -huh. So log your explorations and keep them in a place that, that feels comforting and inspiring. Great example. And I know right, right now uh, with my daughter, we're looking at colleges and she spent a couple of weeks at a, an art camp that was at one of the schools that she's considering going to. And whether she goes there or not, she had the experience of going to the classrooms, meeting mm -hmm. some of the teachers, doing some of the work, you know, dipping her toe in uh, before making a big commitment and came home feeling so much more confident about that particular space. And then we'll go to the next one and explore that and, and look at it and see what, what she thinks about that versus doing it all online and yeah, thinking you know what's going on, and but getting a feel for the for the environment. So, really important that we do give ourselves these steps and experiences, so that we can uh, move through that next step to the celebration stage, feeling wonderful. And so, after you navigate through the initial discomfort of transition, then go internal to heal, and then start to explore you eventually get to the renaissance stage or the celebration stage. And this is where your vision is becoming clear. 
and you're ready to take it head on and do exactly what it is you want to do because you have found that clarity. In this stage, you're highly committed, creative, optimistic, and you're determined to make changes at a much faster pace than you were earlier. Things start to flow for you mentally and physically. You feel like, okay, everything is possible. I'm at the, I'm at the top of my game. Even with little setbacks here and there, you are on course. And what you need to do during this fourth stage is allow yourself to be in the flow, allow things to happen, be in love with your new discoveries and your new energy, ride the wave. Because, you know, these stages don't last forever. I'd love to tell you that the celebration stage goes on and on and on, but it doesn't. The transition cycle is different for everyone in every situation. Each stage can last from weeks to months. Uh, you'll move more quickly through a difficult stage when you honor yourself. That mm-hmm. is for sure. When you really know what's going on internally and can address it. And as I mentioned, celebration certainly something we want to last forever, but it doesn't last forever. So we just need to say, okay, I'm going to really enjoy this present moment. I know that transitional stages are cyclic, and at some point I may be back at stage one for a completely different experience. Yeah, this reminds me of one of the key lessons I've learned in life from the Bhagavad Gita, where there are verses that caution us not to collapse ourselves into our emotions and our experience and to to learn to tolerate. And the, the description that's often used is the coming and going of the seasons, winter and summer seasons. Heat and cold, happiness and distress. One verse specifically goes through those three points of to just be steady, steady in both. Good times are going to come, tough times are going to come. And the celebration, it's as important to be present in that and self supporting in that as in any other stage. Even joyful accomplishment can put a strain on the heart. So, to throughout these four stages, use your breathing. Use the calm point specifically to support your heart, to support it through discomfort and to support it through the joy of a new situation once you're getting into your stride with it. And to just be present and be steady throughout all the stages really helps us look after ourselves, look after our mind and preserve the lessons in it. Thank you. That's excellent advice. And I I have some questions that I'd like our listeners to consider. And those are, what stage of transition are you experiencing right now? And after listening to Ananga and I have this conversation, what have you learned you need to do right now for yourself to honor the stage that you're in? And then what kind of support do you need to allow your transition to unfold? And those questions will be available at our blog as well. So if you want to do some journaling around that, you can. The other piece that I want to bring up before we uh, wrap today is the importance of EFT tapping, practicing EFT during challenging transitions. And I've created some setup statements for us. You know, we've talked about EFT tapping quite a bit in our podcast. and. The setup phrases are so helpful once you've learned to tap through the meridian points. So if you're going back to school, I did one for going to school. I did one for starting a new job. And um, 
moving to a new city. The first one is, even though I'm stressed out about going to school, I love and accept myself. Or even though I'm stressed out about going back to school or to a new school, I love and accept myself. You can use that as you tap. Or maybe you're starting a new job. Even though I'm feeling anxious about starting a new job, I love and accept myself. Or even though I'm super stressed about my new working environment, I love and accept myself. And then if you're moving to a new city, even though I'm terrified to move to a new city, I love and accept myself. Even though I'm uncomfortable about moving and leaving the city that I know and love behind, I love and accept myself. These are just some some startup phrases that you can use. The other piece would be to stay as grounded as you can through this transition. And we have a beautiful resonance album that's available at CD Baby that you might want to listen to some of the tracks that will, there's a nice grounding exercise on it as well. The other piece is massage. I can't express how important it is to move energy through your body. Find a massage therapist, get a massage. And then of course, the final piece would be being mindful of your nutrition, cutting back on caffeine and alcohol and sugar before a big change cutting back on those items as much as you possibly can anyway, but to nourish your body with fresh vegetables and whole grains and supportive teas, all of these things work together so that you experience the most beautiful transition you possibly can. Ananga, thank you so much for coming together today to talk about the four stages of transition. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we move on? I think you've given such a beautiful framework. And again, just knowing the four stages, reading them through, listening to them through, and being mindful of them saves a great deal of mental anguish. Definitely, definitely always going to recommend EFT tapping. You can get our diagram for the tapping points and a prompt sheet on how to get started with EFT if you haven't already at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT. And I think the setup statement examples that you've given Shannon are really helpful. It's the biggest stumbling block with EFT is people say, I don't know what to say. So just having these opening statements as a, as a good starting point, and then take it from there, what your mind comes up with. You might choose to go to some more specific concerns, like you might be concerned about making new friends at school or finding your way around a new town if you're moving. So start with the statement Shan's given, and then just jot down what comes to mind and allow yourself to get more specific. One of the most beautiful things about EFT is not only does it turn down emotional pain and suffering, but it, in my experience, greatly enhances our resourcefulness. It takes the stress down and really supports us in just feeling like we'll figure things out. I've literally had ideas come to me while tapping of, of how to fix problems and, and how to support myself through situations. So I can't recommend that highly enough. Thanks again, Ananga. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We'll be back next week. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.
www.thepowerofpositivity.com.